want to get inside your brain for a little bit because I just I just feel like you know what you have going on. I feel like the world needs to know more about DY. So before we start talking about the single, I would love to know a little bit about your background musically and everything else as far as life mission. <laughs> All right. Well, first, thank you for having me here today. I really do appreciate it, brother. So thank you so much for that. Uh, let's see. In terms of me and my background, wow. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm probably weird in the, in the music industry in that educationally, I'm a lawyer with an MBA. I actually, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird, man. Um, I actually came out of school, went to work for law firms, and then found myself on Wall Street doing basically doing investment banking you know putting okay. together deals and stuff for for companies um did that for a minute it was good and just it's funny to say it this way but it's true um my entry into the music industry was kind of the same that a lot of brothers do um had to do with a woman yeah so you know <laughs> all right all right um you know trying trying to make that song to either get a woman or get a woman back so in my case, it was trying to get a woman back. Um, but um, I, it was a blessing. It was a real blessing because uh, a couple of brothers that I knew from school, they were in the music industry and they were um, they were like building their, their following and their, their place in the industry. Um, shout out to Bridge, you know, Eric Morales, Rodney Carter. And so being good friends with them, when they heard about the, the whole project, of me trying to get this woman back. Um, it started out as a poem. Come on, man. We've, we've all written that poem to, to yeah. try and get that woman back. Um, Love letters, everything. I get it. Ab absolutely. So because I have friends that were in the music industry and had uh, access to recording equipment and so on and so forth, the poem turned into a song. Um, the song turned into an album. And like, I think we did, uh, I think we did, 13 tracks. Um, and so that was my introduction. And, you know, I don't know if, if people have felt this, but it, it's almost a magical, mystical sort of thing. When I walked into the studio for the first time, it just felt right. Like yeah. your home. It was almost like you, you hear those, those, uh, those like angels singing like, ah, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, ah. that sort of thing. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> so, um, but you know, every, every since that very first time in the studio, it just, it calls me back and it's the place that I'm, I'm just incredibly comfortable. And so, and I've been blessed. I've been blessed to meet like a, a bunch of different people in the music industry and, um, divine, uh, divine intervention. Let me be very clear. It's played a large part in, in, in my success, in my, in the opportunities that I've had in that, um, just knowing the right people um like my one of my other close friends um is a, a music industry attorney and so he started out at bad boy many years ago and he's still in the in the industry and you know shout out to jan walden um you know he started out working with some of the top producers in the game and still does as well as like cardi or um he's working with rock wilder he's working with um he's working with Timberland. So he's, you know, all of them either have been or are clients of his. Um also shout out to Charlemagne. So shout um so 
him being able to introduce me to those folks have you know given me opportunities to to work with them on different things um then you know the uh uh again you know divine intervention uh, a lady i knew from uh, a whole different walk of life she introduced me to angelo ellisby um and kevin over at uh double exposure media the, the pr firm shout out to them because they're amazing um we'll probably talk about them a little bit more later so Absolutely. it's so it's you know it's been really a lot of divine intervention, um, a lot of hard work without question. Um, but, you know, just a, a, a fair amount of divine intervention, just, you know, being able to meet the right people who can, you know, sort of point you in the right direction, introduce you to other folks. So it's it's been a journey, but it's been a good one. It's been a good one. You mentioned, you mentioned that once you got into the studio, started working, it felt right. It was one of those moments where you just, it just felt like you've been always you've been doing this all the time like you yeah. have that 30 40 year vet in you that once you got there it was um do you think it was your love of music or do you feel like you know what you mentioned divine intervention but um you know what you know let's go spiritual god probably said this was probably where i should have been anyways right and music has a way of getting that out of you though right I think it does. I, I think it really does. It's, you know what? Um, I think music is one of the, if not the most powerful medium, because it can, you know, it can alter your mood today. It can take you back to, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Um, like, you know, we all have that 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 song that when you hear it, it immediately yeah. takes you back to that one space, or it takes you back to that person. Um, and it's, it's amazing because when it does that, you really feel like you're back there, yeah. you know? It's like, yeah. um, so, and it's, I think that that's just the most amazing thing. So yeah, in my case, it, it, it felt like that was where I was always supposed to be. And um, it was, you know, again, uh, I, gotta, I gotta shout out Rodney and Eric, you know, Rodney Iceman Carter and, and Eric Morales because they knew what they were doing in the studio because they'd been there before and they had, you know, they were putting out like really great songs and so on and so forth. I was the new person and, but I heard stuff in my head. So I had ideas and I didn't know how to communicate it to right. them. Um, and so I, I, I really have to, to thank them because they were patient with me. Um, they, they worked with me to help get my ideas on, um, onto the tracks. And or at least they did for the first few weeks. Yeah. After a while, they were like, "You're killing us, man. You're yeah, killing it's, us." It's you now. <laughs> it's like, right, right. Um, but in, in retrospect, they they hung in there with me far longer than they had to, and and but we came up with some really hot stuff. I mean, all three of us still to this day, um, and that was what twenty years ago. Wow. Um, we you know we still listen to like some of those first tracks. And and they've stood up, they've stood up over time. So, mm -hmm. um, so you know, it's it it was. I don't know if I've, in fact, I know I've never had that feeling any place else in terms of, yeah, this is where you were meant to be. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, so it's it's divine intervention, brother. Yeah, divine intervention. So, divine intervention. This was something that D.Y. McDaniel was born to do. 
Um, do you consider yourself a, a late bloomer as far as realizing that this was this was what I was meant to do and or be? A late bloomer? Yeah, I, I would have to think so, realistically. I, I would have to think I was a late bloomer. Um, but I also think that everything happens in its time, you know? So um, let, let's say I had come to that space 10 years earlier. Um, but I didn't know the people who could have helped me right. bring that vision together. You see what I'm saying? Right. Um, so the, um, I, I think I'm a late bloomer in terms of the age that a lot of people enter the industry. But I think it was just the right time for me, if that makes any sense. It does. It does. So, I, I see myself that same way. Um, like you, you have a love affair with music. It, it's going to stay with you forever. Your memories is just like a timeline, a time, uh, what do you call it? A time capsule where you can be able to put on a record. You can go backwards and you can live in that moment for two or three minutes or four minutes or whatever the length of time of that song is but you yes. can repeat it over and over and over again. So I get it. Um, but also I understand where you're coming from when it comes to just trying to figure it out. I mean, I kind of consider myself a late bloomer as well, but to your point, um, perfect timing, because if you know, you, you're a little older and wiser now. So a lot of stuff that you wish you could have did 20 years ago, 30 years ago or whatever. <laughs> nah, nah. This, yeah, this, I could. I, I'm glad I'm doing it now because I may have messed it up 30 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Or uh, it may have imploded to the point where it would have been a super turnoff for me. So um, I get where you're coming from. Um, so tell me tell me about the single that's, that's available, right? Tell the listeners yes. a little bit about it. You know what? Um, and, and again, thank you so much for, for allowing me to be here today because, mm -hmm. you know, if, and I like the way you worded it, you said, you know, it was divine intervention um, because, you know, I was born to be here. And you know what, if, if that's true and I believe that it is, um, I think definitely to some part or maybe even large part, the, the reason I'm meant to be here is because of this single. Um, the single Choose Life is so incredibly important to me um, because like I, I've done a lot of tracks with a lot of people and stuff and, and it's always great when people come back and go, yo, that song is hot, that, that's blazing, da 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 da. Right. This, this song is different though in that people have come back and said, yeah, that song is hot, but they say something different and, and they say something that I think is in a large part more important. They go, that song is hot. People need to hear that song. And it's crazy, but like the, the probably the first 10 people that I played the track for that had nothing to do with, with the actual production of it, just like, you know, folks that I know, friends and, you know, acquaintances, so on and so forth. Out of that first 10 people, no joke, at least seven of them said that. And these were different people, different places, different right. times. That said, yo, people need to hear this. And honestly, I think that's when it started to hit me, right? Um, in terms of the possible significance of, of this track, that it was more than just a nice track. You, you see what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. So, and how that came about was a few, a couple years back, I guess maybe three years ago now, 
uh, a very close friend and a business mentor of mine who, who seemed like he had the world on a string. Um, you know, okay. he committed suicide. And because this was a business mentor of mine, someone that I aspired to be, frankly, it really threw me for a loop. Um, right. Because when you, like, and it took me a minute to figure it out, quite frankly, but I, I had to sit back and go, wait a minute, why is this bothering me so much? I mean, yes, he's a friend of mine and, you know, I'm sorry that he's gone. Um, but even beyond that, it was like, wait a minute, I aspired to be this dude and he committed suicide. So, so what yeah. does that mean? You know, in terms of like what my personal aspirations are. So it really hit me. And um, in a way, I mean, you know, my heart goes out to, to him and his family. Um, may he rest in peace. And his family are like the greatest people in the world, right? So my heart hurts for them. The, I guess for me, one, because it hit so hard, I, it wasn't just the, the loss of a friend. It was, I had to study and try and understand this. It was something like really pushing me inside. And maybe it's the divine intervention again, but right. something pushed me to learn more about like, why would a person, you know, in their own life. And as I started researching it and trying to understand it, it was, it was actually terrifying because the, the information that I learned was that like in the US right now, um, every 12 minutes, someone kills themselves. Um, but even when you dig a little deeper, for every one person that actually um, is successful with committing suicide, five other people attempt it. So when you break down those numbers, that's six people every 12 minutes. So yeah. one every two minutes. I mean, that is a terrifying number when you think about it. That's right. that's the first thing. Second, and, and this hit me because I'm a father to two young daughters, um, you know, 110 and 114. The, the leading cause of death for kids 18 and younger is suicide. I mean, like, that that terrified me. I mean, as, as a human being, that terrifies me. As a father, it terrifies me. And so, you know, because I, I, and I honestly, I can't, I can't get my head around this. Like, you're just starting to live your life. You're, you haven't had a chance to live your life yet. I mean, you haven't just, lived it yet. Yeah. yeah, you haven't lived it yet. And you're sitting there trying to figure out how to end it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, that, that was huge for me. So, the more I started getting into this, the the more it scared me. It, it definitely affected me as a father and the things that I do with my daughters and, and how I talk to them and, and things I try and teach them and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, but, you know, what really triggered the song was, um, and, and I live in the, in the New York City area. So, you know, um, like uh, at the beginning of 2022, um, the former Miss USA, um, Chelsea Chris, like the, she committed suicide, yep. you know, and that was a trigger for me because the night that she killed herself was the night that I wrote, you know, choose life. Um, you know, as soon as I heard about it, it was something that just really hit. And I sat down and I wrote the song and it was, you know, again, the divine inspiration in that 
I'm known for writing songs quickly, okay? But this song was ridiculously fast. I mean, yeah. from beginning to end, you know, the, the chorus, the melodies, everything. Um, I think it was like 45 minutes, um, which is for, for folks who create songs and stuff, that is ridiculously fast. So I honestly, and, and this, 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 this sounds, I don't know, corny to say, but on this song, I really truly believe I was just sort of the, the vessel Honestly, yeah. I think, um, I think you know, if if we could, if we could give them ASCAP credit, um, you know, God God gets the credit for this one, um, because uh, almost every word, and I do mean this literally, almost every word in the song is purposeful, right? There's there's not a lot of fluff in the song, and it's a very upbeat song. Um, because that was important to me. I really, when, when I paired it with the music, I really wanted an upbeat song. I didn't want a, a, a slow funeral dirge like yeah. sort of thing. Um, I wanted a song that people could like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of feeling this sort of thing. Um, and that's exactly what it is. But every, every lyric is purposeful. So like, um, you know, when, when I say, you know, um, don't, don't, um, use a permanent solution for temporary problems. Well, right. that's exactly what suicide is. It is a very permanent solution. Um, again, to the, to the kids, most of them have not lived long enough to know that most problems that we have, even though it may feel like it's going on forever, they really are temporary. And, you know, um, the, the line that I put in there about, you know, don't, um, when things get rough, don't cave into the pain, hold on, things will get better again. Um, well, that's true. And, yeah. you know, it's hard. It's like most things in life. It's it's harder to do than to say, but it is important to do. Um, you know, I, I talk about in the song, like, you know, um, protect your mental health, you know, talk, talk to people like, you know, right now there's a there's a stigma in our society, especially within, you know, the black community, about talking to people, um, getting help, and right. there really shouldn't be because, you know, um, COVID, COVID did a number on a lot of people, no you know, doubt, black, wine, green, or purple, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it it especially did a job on us in terms of like mental health and so on and so forth. So it's, it has actually been encouraging to see that there has been more mental health awareness out there. Um, but this song, I'm, I'm really hoping that it'll help normalize those conversations a little bit. So, or maybe be like a starting point to conversations. And, so, and I think that the conversation should be quantified in such where people should understand that it's like you said just a little while ago, it's okay to have these kinds of conversations because I look at it like this when you have a song like this and I'm just giving you my perspective not just a broad next legacy radio this is the DJ and I'm gonna tell you about this song and stuff like that <laughs> nah nah like real honestly you know how sometimes you listen to gospel music and sometimes I don't know if you listen to it to the point where you're searching to shed a tear or cry about whatever it is whatever that gospel song comes on I don't care if yep. it was upbeat, a little, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, whatever you. the case may be, it's going to hit you, right? Yep. This song did it, 
And I started thinking, I started thinking Thank you. just about life and how much like my perspective is I'm put on this earth to serve, right? But there's mm -hmm. a lot of people out here that don't look at it. They look at it way different than you and I. Okay. But at the same time, it's your life does matter. It does at oh. the end of the day. And if Absolutely. it matters, it's okay to talk about steps that you need to make or take in order for you to just evolve and get better because we're not here to live stagnant. We here to evolve as you go and grow. I don't care how I don't care how old you get. I don't care if you're in your 10s, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, beyond that, you're still growing as you get older. And a lot Absolutely. of people don't look at it like that. So I look at I, I take a listen to this song, not just to listen to it, I hear it. And when I hear it, it it it, it struck a chord in me, man, to the point where I'm like, man, just you know, it, it's it's inspirational, but so deep. And it got to the point where it was gospel deep. And I was like, man, come on, man. I don't want to cry right now. I'm not trying to do that. Oh, man, it did, bro. and it got me. Brother, I appreciate you saying that. I really do. I honestly, genuinely do. Um, the Again, this, this song, it, it really, it's it's meaningful and it's purposeful. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I love your takeaway. I really do. And, and quite frankly, I also love your your philosophy about life. Um, you know, as, as I listen to you, I'm like, it, it kind of struck me that it was kind of something. I think it was Denzel that said it um, where he said, if you're the same person that you were 20 years ago, that you just wasted 20 years. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's that's on point with what you're saying. So I love that. Um, the. You know, with, with this song, I hope and pray people can take something away from it. Um, whether it's, you know, the the fact that, you know, I and I learned this through working with the, the Advocate Recovery Network, um, which is who we partnered up with, with the song. And again, shout out again to Double um, X Exposure Media, um, Angelo Ellisby and Kevin Goins, because they... They help create the concept. In fact, you know, they, they help finalize the concept and, and really bring it to life. The partnering up with uh, a network of people who are like it's a suicide prevention network. And so um, so uh, a portion of the proceeds and stuff will go to them, um, to the Advocate Recovery Network, and they do some great work over there. And, you know, it's also they've also been very educational to me because one of the things that, that I learned from them is they said most people who uh, attempt to commit suicide or who are eventually successful committing suicide, they always feel so alone. Right. Um, they, they see the world or they the way they view the world is they're alone in the world. And so that's why it's so important to get out there and talk to people. So and, and that's what what you were saying, like, you know, don't don't hold it in. Don't think that you're the only person that's going through this. Because we're not, um, exactly. you know, like in the song, it says we all have good and bad days. Um, and we do. I mean, we all have ups and downs. I don't I don't care who you are. Uh, we, you have ups and downs. You, you got to, you know, don't cave into the pain. You know, hold on. Things will get better again. And mm -hmm. so that's that was meant to be uplifting and hopeful and 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 to try and help folks 
have a different perspective on things. Yeah. But I think what's most important is just understanding that you're not the only person that's going through it. So if other folks can go through it and make it through, you can do the same thing. Yeah. And I think that's really important for kids these days because, you know, uh, again, being a father, it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me the things that kids go through and like social media and online bullying. Yep. Um, that's insane to me. It really is. Like when I was growing up, and, and maybe you had a similar experience, you know, every, you know, most people got bullied in some way, shape or form, right? Um, I'm a big dude now. I'm, you know, I'm the size of a, you know, your, your prototypical NFL linebacker. Yeah. So, yeah. so that bullying stuff doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. But, <laughs> right, um, right. But when I was younger, you know, I, I had a growth spurt late. So I was a short, fat kid. So yeah, I got bullied and stuff. And so, you know, what was the what was the thing that your mom or your dad told you? Well, you know, if they keep doing it, punch them in the mouth. And, you know, that bullying stuff will end. And that's exactly what I did. I'd punch people in the mouth and then they go bully somebody else who was not as likely to punch them in the mouth. Okay. Well or or they got the message when you stood up for yourself and changed it up and stopped absolutely. doing the bullying because it's happened before. We'll see. Absolutely. Absolutely. But see, you know, which whichever way it played out, we could do something about it. Mm -hmm. See, these kids now, this is a whole different level. Oh, yeah. Um, they're getting bullied like 24 hours a day, number one. Um, because then that was another thing. When when we were younger, if you were getting bullied at school when you got home, you had a break from it. Or if you were getting bullied around the block when you went to school, you had a little bit of a break from it. These kids are getting it 24 hours a day. Because yep. it's coming online and they can't put these phones down or the tablets down or whatever, whatever. So it's 24 hours a day. Number two, our bullying was localized. You know, it was that one jerk that happened to live on the block or he was from, you know, a couple blocks mm -hmm. over or whatever. Yep. These, these kids are getting bullied from, you know, you live in New York. You got somebody in Scandinavia saying something about you. So, right. you know, which is crazy. So, like, that's insane to me. It really is. And so, like, the second verse of the song talks about that. Like, you know, um, don't harm yourself over someone who um, won't even give you their real name. Right. Like, you know, come on. This is it's 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 this is real, unfortunately. Um, and it's scary to me as a parent. I'm, yeah. You know, so. But I, I, listen, man, I have a 20 year old daughter and the the growth that i know that she has compared to how we grew up how we grew up man we 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 took survival skills going to school coming back home hanging out with your friends you know those days of you know what i'm not gonna go back to the house unless either i was hungry and wanted to go get lunch or we we didn't have lunch at the house so i had to just go find lunch somewhere you know what i mean or yep. And Absolutely. we had to come back home before the lights went out. So it was a whole, the streetlights, I mean, so it was a whole different way of survival that we had, which is way different than what these kids are going through right now. And yeah. I hear you talk and also think about, you know, clearly Choose Life single is available now. People can go and grab it and really get dig in and just dig deep. But going back to what you said, I'm thinking about, was the guy Twitch. And then there was a yeah. guy who um he was a TikTok creator, 21 years old. 
who yeah. committed suicide. There's a few different storylines throughout um, our lifetime, not just in person. Maybe a, a, mm. a homie down the street or around the block that may have committed suicide, but you hearing these stories about other people that is using social media. And I always look at it like this. Social media should be used for good, not for evil. But there's a lot of people behind these computer line, computer walls who are adding on to it. We're falling for the okie doke yes. many different ways. And spreading this kind of awareness is going to be essential for this particular generation. Do you agree? Uh, well, I definitely agree. I definitely, definitely agree. Um, you know, like like you said, um, social media, people falling for the okie doke. I mean, you know, I I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with my daughters or, you know, with with their mother about, you know, looking at social media and allowing that to affect your views on your own life. Yep. Like, you know, like we we've been blessed. I'm not I'm not going to kid you. We we've been blessed. But, you know, they still sit around and go, well, you know, I, I'm looking at this, that, and the third, da, 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 da. Well, we live in a very nice house. Well, why don't, why don't we have a bigger house? You know, like we, you know, we drive expensive cars and stuff and it, and we've been blessed to do so. Why don't we drive even more expensive cars? Why don't we own more cars? Like, it's like, are you kidding me? Um, you know, and, and the crazy part is, we all know that most of that stuff is fake. I Absolutely. mean, you know, the, the example I always give is like probably for every, well, no, I won't say every, cause I'm about to, cause I'm about to get all sorts of stuff coming through DMs and all kinds of emails <laughs> and stuff. But I won't say every, but you know, we, we all know that some of those women out there that's going, oh, look at the five dozen roses my man just sent me. Well. She ain't telling you that the reason she got them five dozen roses is because she caught them in bed with her cousin. Um, or like she sent those roses to herself. Or I mean, come on, stop, stop. Like, yes, you know, the, the other what was it, maybe two weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago, I walked out of a building in New York City. This lady was like leaning on my car, taking selfies on my car. Wow. And I pointed that out to my daughters. And I was like, now, see, this is exactly what I'm telling you. Now, she's going to put that on, on the gram. And it's going to be like, yo, da, 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 da. You know, she's taking pictures on your father's car. Like, yeah. don't believe everything you see out there. That's and right. at the very least, don't believe everything that you see to the point where you start feeling bad about your life. Exactly. I mean, and see that that's where it becomes dangerous because yeah. you you got these people they're they're looking at all of this and they're constantly being bombarded with this woman is on this car, this woman's getting flowers, this woman is with this piece of jewelry, this woman is doing this. And and by the way, this is not all females, obviously. Of course, guys are doing the same thing. Yeah. Um. On both sides of that, on both sides of that camera, um, and then they start feeling bad about themselves and. Then they start going, well, wait a minute. Well, my life sucks. Well, it's like, no, your life doesn't suck. What you're seeing is they're only showing you the positives of their lives. And so you're sitting there looking at 
a distorted perception of reality, i.e. only the positives, but you sitting here actually living through your negatives as well. Exactly. And so your negative seems so much heavier because it's not, it's not being sanitized out. So, but in reality, come on, we all have, we all have good days and bad days. I mean, that's, that's, that's actually life. You know, we're going to have ups and downs. Come good on. days and bad days. And you could be one day away from having a, a great day or one bad day away from having an awful path, depending on what you choose and choose to do and choose to who you believe in as well. Um, but if you get so enamored with social media um, and, and we've seen it, I mean, you know, through my social media journey, using it as a tool, not for your personal life. I've seen so many people post stuff and put stuff out there that is exposing their personal business. And that yep. creates a lot of people going back to suicide prevention. That creates mm -hmm. a lot of trauma for a lot of people. When you put your personal business out there, that lives forever. That will be Absolutely. talked about forever. And that mental stress that both parties have, the person who leaked it and the person mm -hmm. who's experiencing it is going through their own whatever it is they're going through. But a lot of people don't realize and understand that that has a backwards way of trying to do better. Oh. You know, went back in the day, right, D.Y., <laughs> when you and when you and I, probably same age, going through some, want to break up with your girlfriend. You had to either go over to her house or she had to come over here or we had to call her on the phone and we had to break up. Or yep. getting back together. We had to go walk, talk, figure it out, do what we got to do, talk on the phone for hours, begging and pleading. Baby, I was please, about to say begging and back, pleading. Don't whatever, write letters, all that <laughs> stuff. We had to do it all. We had to do it all. But these people now break up go through stuff, put their personal business out there for somebody else to either like or or add on, pile on, I guess you could say. And to me, that has a that has an adverse way of affecting both parties really at the end of the day. But at the mm -hmm. same time, there is there is there is a huge problem with how we communicate in society, not just black folks, but just oh, yeah. in general with what we do when we go about our business personal life, relationships, all that. And all that people fail to realize that has a, a, a very bad way of um, people thinking about suicide when certain things happen. I mean, that's just yeah. real. Oh, absolutely. I think you're 100% spot on. I mean, you know, I remember when I was a kid having this conversation with my grandmother and she said, uh, you know, if you're lucky, in fact, I wasn't actually a kid. I was in college, I think. And she said, if you're lucky, when you get older, you're going to have five real friends, right? She's like, if you're lucky, you're going to have five real friends. And I remember at the time, like, I was like, man, please. I was like, I got 50 friends. Yeah. And, da -da 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 -da. and see, one, let's be clear, my grandmother's passed on a long time ago, but she was right. Um, if you're lucky, you got five real friends. You, you may have a lot of associates. You may have a lot of people that you know. Um, and that's not meant to be a bad thing, right. but you know, you got five real friends if you're lucky. Well, I think, you know, Facebook and, and I, I say this to people all the time. I think one of the most genius piece of marketing that I've ever seen is when Facebook named the, all the people that, that you're connected with your friends. See, because 
for whatever reason that that word hits people on a deeper level and they start going oh these are my friends so therefore their opinion should matter to me and right. like i'm watching i'm watching not only kids because let's be real now let's be real adults people my age and older yep. out there putting stuff out there and counting the lights because those people's opinions matter to them um it's like wait a minute you don't know those people like why should their opinion matter to you like that i mean on a very on a very human level we all want to be liked i mean come on let's yeah. just be honest we want to be yeah. liked but i think and this is just my own personal judgment but i don't think craving the likes from cuz i think um i have like over 5,000 people or something like that on my Facebook page. And, and I'll be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not an online person. Yeah. Um, all of my accounts are managed by other people. I, I look at them every now and again, right. but I'm not like my daughters or like a lot of my friends who are on Facebook every day. Yeah. Um, it's not my thing. So no, no disrespect to who, to other people who it is their thing, but it, it's not, it's not my thing personally, but, um, but I do know a lot of people who put stuff out there just to get the likes. Like, you know, so so a part of their self-worth is coming back from what they put out there like mm -hmm. that. Um, and and maybe I'm dating myself or whatever, but to me personally, uh, yeah, I want to be liked. I want as, as an artist, I want my music to be liked by people and, and enjoyed and appreciated and so on and so forth. But um, I think it's dangerous to put Very. all of your, you know, that, that, that intimate or those intimate details out there just so that you can get people who, in a lot of cases, you may never have even met. Yeah. Just to get them to give you a thumbs up. Yeah. I mean, um, and that's as a society, I think that that's dangerous. Um, and yeah, it has led to people harming themselves because, you know, some like we we all want to be liked. I mean, let's let's be clear on that. And and I myself want to be liked like everyone else. So it hurts when it when you feel like you're not being liked or when you're not being appreciated. Um, that's just human. But I think it's dangerous to need to be liked by people you have never met. Yeah. Um, you know, the 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 folks who have like um fifty thousand followers out there on, on Facebook or millions of followers out there on Instagram and so on and so forth. That's great. That's that's wonderful. And as long as it's all positive, that's great. But we also we also know that we live in you know sort of a cancel culture. Absolutely, you, you say the the wrong thing, and you get canceled um, quickly. Well, here's the thing though. If if your entire identity is out there like that, and you get canceled, what do you have left? That's right. You see, and so that's why I think it's 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 really scary now. I admit, um, since I'm not the social media person, right? Um, I'm, I'm out there in terms of like artistry and stuff like that, and 
Um, Because I I guess no one, or it'd be very hard to not have some sort of online identity these days. Um, So I'm out there from that perspective, but the, um, but I, I still talk to my friends. Like I actually pick up the phone and I call my friends. Yeah. Um, and I talk to them, and and they tell me good things that's going on in their lives. I tell them good things that's going on in my. Um, they tell me bad things that's going on in their lives. I tell them bad things that's going on in my life. Um, and see those folks when they come back and go, yo, that track kind of. Eh, yeah, yeah. That means something to me. Yeah. Um, or they go, yo, you know what? I heard your opinion on such X, Y, and Z, but I think you're wrong. Okay. Um, because I know you. We we have a track record. I know who you are, so on and so forth. Um, kids these days, and I, I think you you know, you mentioned it before. They don't do any or it's hard to get them to actually interact face to face. No doubt. Like when we were kids, our parents were like, yo. Get out of the house. Yeah, go out and Don't, play. Go out and play. Now nah, I want to watch TV. Nope. No. Go outside. Go outside. Go play. Go outside. So, and so you went outside and you played and you you dealt with people and so on and so forth. Um, you know, my daughter's now is it's crazy. I like I bought a house and and thank God, you know, it's it's a it's a very nice house through the grace of God. Um, with a huge backyard, right? Cause I'm thinking, yeah, the kids will be out in the backyard, they'll be playing and da da da. Man, my kids hardly ever go in the backyard. Like, <laughs> how I spend all this money for? It's like, <laughs> like, you know, um, and you know, cause but they're on their computers like this all yeah. day long and stuff. And I'm like, like play? What does play, play mean? Play yeah, with what? Play. play with who? Like, what is that? What? Like, you know, <laughs> like, what is this? Like, like, hey, like, hey, D.Y., the, the, the analytics life that we live in right now is so crazy because you mentioned that, right? You mentioned social media. And to each his own. This is your yeah, path. You chose your okay. path to stay away from. And there's a lot of artists who don't use it at all. They may have it up, but they don't use it. And that's cool. There's also people out there who lives on it, lives by it, whatever the case may be. And like you said, and I respect both. And yeah, and, and the thing about it too, though, there's a lot of companies, there's a lot of businesses that want to look at the analytics of what it is that you got going on, how many likes that you have, what it is that you can't do business with me unless you have 10,000 followers or whatever the case may be, yeah. which is weird too, because you can buy that stuff. That's crazy. A lot of people don't understand that it's sometimes it's organic, but I think 99% of the time it's not the 1%, the 1% is those people who are supporting you, who will go to your venues, who will go buy your singles, who will, you know, pass it on to others. That's the 1%. Every, everybody else is looking to see. There's been a ton of pictures DY where it's just like, you know what? Um, and some of his cartoon pictures where um, there's a crowd of people over by on one side of the thing and there's somebody drowning and somebody's taking a picture of, oh. or taking a video of those people or whatnot. And that's 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 mm. clearly weird. And you and I know that because instinct is, you know, you can swim. Somebody going to get some help to help people. Right. But we don't live in that era no more, which is crazy. Yeah. No. I. You know what? I love that example that you just gave. I love that because that really speaks to the times. Um, yeah. I saw something like that. Uh, 
what was it? It was not this Christmas past, but the Christmas. So what's that? Christmas of 2021. Um, I was out and we were coming back from uh, shopping. My daughters and I, we were coming back from shopping. And this, this lady had run off the road, right? Like, I, I guess she had lost control of her car or whatever. And everybody, nobody stopped to help, right? Everybody slowed down. And you could see people in their cars with the phones. Like, like. Yep. And, you know, I was struck by that. And I, I even said it to my daughter. I was like, I was like, wow, this is this is the world that we live in now. Yeah. Like, yeah. It 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 didn't occur to people to like try and help make the situation better. It was only, yo, what can I get to put on the gram? And it's like, wow. Yeah. Um, you know, and and that's I think that is a scary, sad sign of the times. I, I really do. Um you know, because at, at some point in time, you know, I, I don't think, or at least me, I, I'm only going to speak for myself. Um, I would hope that, that my humanity is not defined by how many likes I get or um, how many followers I have on, on Facebook or, or right. Instagram or whatever, whatever. Um, you know, and, and 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 God bless the dead. God bless the dead. Um, one of the the I won't say scary. I'll say sad. I will actually say sad. A lady who's a, a close friend of my family. Um, she, a person who was very very close to her, passed away, right? And because she's she's been so good to my family, and she's been so close to my family. I went to that other person's funeral to support the lady. Okay. I didn't know the person that had actually passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I'm so close to her and this, the man was so close to her, like she, she said it was like her brother. Right. So I went to the funeral to support her. This was the most amazing thing I had ever seen. Got to the funeral. No lie, there was maybe 15 people at the funeral, right? 12 of those 15 people, I know this because after the funeral, we were all standing outside surrounding this lady. So 12 of the 15 people at the funeral were there for the lady, which means three people, three people were actually there for the the gentleman that had died. Now. I had never met the gentleman, and, and quite frankly, God's honest truth, right now, I couldn't even tell you that man's name. Um, so I don't know how he lived his life or what the story was or whatever, whatever. But I got to tell you, when I came home, I talked to my daughters about it. And I was like, how do you live your life such that only three people come to your funeral? Right? Like, you know. God only knows how that situation happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they had a funeral the next day and there were 30,000 people that came out for the man. I don't know. But the funeral that I went to, there was only three people there that, that mourned the gentleman. And so it's, it goes back to what you said before, like, you know, the world that we're living in now, how do you, 
not connect with enough people um or that you only connect with three people yeah um that that's scary to me it, it really is like you know um i remember years back you know way back when there were actual magazines and things of such um you know i think it was like it was either jet or ebony magazine um the gentleman who was like the publisher i, I think his name was mr johnson or something like that okay they they had a picture on the cover when he passed away and um the streets were lined with people i mean it was like it looked like 50,000 people were out there it, it honestly you know what it looked like it kind of looked like uh did you ever see those those photos of like when um Barack Obama was like his inauguration oh yeah yeah it's yeah just like a sea yeah. of people yeah. and so on and so on that's the way it looked like and so you know contrast those two images where you got one person three people shows up at his funeral and you got you know another person it looks like a, a a sea of the masses out there and you know so somewhere somewhere we lost that like that that connection that identity that that caring about people such I agree. that you develop relationships with people i agree um, the and that that's gone and and that leads honestly i i really do believe that kind of leads to how we get to this place where um people do feel so alone that they want to commit suicide that they want to take their own lives because yeah. you know it's it's painful i mean you know we're, we're social creatures so it is the the interesting thing you bring up especially when you you tell a story about the the funeral and three people were were there um it, it's <sighs> DUI funerals are a little different for me. It's, it's, you know, there's a different take on how I feel about it because you can get 30,000 people there. It's just like having 30,000 Instagram friends too. Yes, are they really, are they really there for you? Are they there just to put on a, a suit or whatever and eat the food after the funeral? You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of different layers to it um, no, no, where it can mean differently than somebody else that, you know, somebody going to a funeral is just like all right let me go put on some good clothes so i can go to an event and then after that it's just done you know what i mean but That's on the true. flip side and i'm just talking about my folks and generations i'm not talking about any other you know uh i'm not talking about uh, any other nationalities the funerals are different because man you it, it could be one big ass family reunion yeah and then, and then everybody goes their separate ways after it's all said and done and uh it's just True. different dy because I, I i look at it like this um especially for me when i go that that's why i always have it man i don't i don't want a funeral if you're gonna if you're gonna mourn me do it in a way that works for you um yeah absolutely gathering together to do what to do who unless you were in that circle should mean something to honor that memory or whatever the case may be to each his own. I know, I know I might be different than the most, but I've been to, I've been around too many black funerals in my lifetime, man. Just be like, what are you here for? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm with you on that. And, and it's funny you say that because as you said it, you actually reminded me, I was like, yeah, you know what? I have been to quite a few funerals that were 
kind of sort of family reunions. Yeah. It was sort of like, yeah. you know, it's the only time you see folks and, and yeah. So I'm with you on that. I'm and that, and that, you. and that's the breakdown too, because I, like I said, I think you and I came from that era where, you know, even going to family reunions was a good thing. Like, you know, oh, yeah. I know once a year, I know there's probably some people that's out of state and they're coming and, you know, it's all love, but we still kept in touch. It was still yeah. a good look to be able to just celebrate with your family prior to that annual family reunion, right? Oh, yeah. In some cases, it used to be like that with my family back in the day until we all just went this way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, and it used to be a thing until it didn't become a thing. And I think getting that back when we go full circle, when we talk about like, you know, just being transparent and the want and need in order to help our next generation grow, be more involved. Like you're involved with your kids. I'm involved with my daughter. I know what the hell is going on every step of the way because we have that communication and that's important. Now they may have their secrets because you know, we had ours, you know (laughs) what I mean? But no, I it wasn't no, I so tragic to the point where it was a problem. You know what I mean? But I think there's a there's a shift in how we, not just parent, but how we hold a strong foundation family-wise that is still yeah. necessary and needed, um, but not everybody's tough guys and girls. We have to be vulnerable in order for us to heal, grow, and move on. And that's actually helping out, you know, when it comes to suicide prevention as well. It's absolutely. okay to be vulnerable. A lot oh, of people absolutely. don't believe in that. Absolutely. And and you know what? Listen. Um First of all, it's I think it's much harder to be vulnerable than it is to put on that that tough person facade. Yeah. yeah. Um so, you know, so realistically, it'd be easier for everyone if they just let their feelings out. So that's the first thing. Um yep. second, I agree with you 100%. You have to be vulnerable um, so that you can grow. I mean, you know, the going through hard times, listen, most of us, if we're being honest, um, the times that we've grown the most is when we have gone through a hard time. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it forced us to, you know, dig deep inside ourselves or it forced us to take a look at something that we were doing or maybe not doing that we should have been doing. Um, so it, it forced us to go through a change. Yep. Um, like, you know, um, listen, I mean, come on, let's, let's just be real. Let's just be real. The, I became a much better boyfriend because of the girlfriend that I lost. And it was like, you know what? All right, I'm not going to do that stupid nonsense again. Um, or like, you know, you become a better parent because, and, and you know, I work hard to be a parent, but I am by far, you know, not a perfect parent. Of right? course. There, there have been many times where I go back to my daughters and I'm like, you know what? I'm really sorry about what I said, or I'm sorry that I didn't say such and such at such and such a time. Right. Um, those are all learning experiences. Yep. And, you know, they're, I'm hoping that they're also teachable or teaching experiences for them, that it's okay to make a mistake. Um, it's okay to apologize for making a mistake. Um, you know, none of us, and I say this to my daughters all the time, you know, 
according to the Bible or according to everything I've ever heard or, or seen or whatever, whatever, there's never been a perfect person that walked yeah. the face of this earth. And so with the possible exception of Jesus. Um, so that being the case, we know that we're not perfect. So it's okay to acknowledge that you made a mistake. Exactly. And, you know, if you make a mistake, own up to it, be accountable and move forward. And that's the way it should work because, I, and this is my own personal belief, but I don't believe that you can learn from a mistake, grow from a mistake, unless you can acknowledge that you made a mistake. See, because if you just sit around and blame everybody else, well, if I'm blaming you, what that says to me, you know, at least implicitly is, I don't have to do anything different. Right. I don't have to change anything because you were the cause of the problem. Exactly. Well, guess what? Come on now. Let's let's just be real. Let's just be real. Um, you know, you've been in any sort of relationship for a long period of time. I don't care if it's a sibling relationship or friendship or romantic relationship or business relationship, whatever, right? You've been in any type of relationship for any long period of time, and I'm talking years here, whatever, whatever, well, there's going to be conflict, right? Um, there's, there's always going to be conflict. Now, that's that's not necessarily a bad thing, but there's going to be conflict, which is that's just true. basically defined as a differences of opinion, right? Okay, that's fine. Well, you've been in any sort of relationship for any length of time, in all of those conflicts, it can't possibly all be on one person in that that's relationship. Right. Come on now, we we play a part, big or small, yeah. but we play. A I part. mean, you can ex you can inspire somebody to to be humble, have a humble nature, whatever the case may be. But I mean, man, how many times in my lifetime have I been humbled? A whole bunch of times. <laughs> a lot of people are just like you know, hey, this is you're not immune to being humble. It's okay if you take a loss or two Absolutely. or three, as long as you pick yourself back up, learn from those things, and push forward. That's there it. You go. A lot of people understand that, but they don't want to feel that because, again, it goes back to being vulnerable. A lot of people don't want to feel like they're naked on an island because they're comfortable in their own surroundings with clothes on. And a lot of people around them that may like them, give them thumbs up or whatever the case may be. But the reality is you're going to be humbled eventually. If it's not yes. now, it's later. If it's when you're in your teens, it'll be when you're in your 20s. If it's not in your 20s, your 30s, your 30s, your 40s, and so on. But a lot yes. of people don't get that, man, because it's just the way it works. So I'm hoping this, D.Y. McDaniel is my guest on Next Legacy. And look, Choose Life, I'm going to get back to that. Choose Life is important for people to get. Not just to listen to it, but be inspired by it. I think if anything, if you're going to listen to this song, I want you to hear it and be inspired because you will. And um, and I think it's important for people out there, not just today, but tomorrow as well. 10 years oh. from now as well. 20 years from now as well. One thing I respect about you, DY, is the fact that you gave us a gem that oh, will be you. generationally appreciated because oh. there's not too many songs. I mean, there's a whole bunch of songs. Like I said, when we go backwards, there's a whole bunch of songs. Hey, man, I remember this. I remember that. Hey, one thing that comes to mind just off the top of my head, Man in the Mirror. I don't know how many yes. times I listen to that song, look in the mirror, 
damn, what the hell do I got to do to be better? You know what I mean? Like, I I, I get that. Choose life is going to not just, and again, I'm coming from a not just a radio station guy. I'm coming from an actual, I'm going to give you perspective on it. It's not just, Choose Life is not just a song that's going to, you know, bob your head, make you think. It's going to, it's also going to inspire. What can I do to help somebody? It's going to make you feel like that after you're done listening to it. Because you're going to start thinking about all these people out there that literally has an opportunity to choose life, even when they're on the fence and they're trying to figure out like, man, I don't want to be here no more. Because for whatever reason, if it's family, if it's social media, if it's friends at work, coworkers at work, bullied all across the globe, they're going to start figuring out like, you know what? Uh, you know what? Listen to this, man. I, I, there, I, I dealt through, I, I can, I can push through this. I got this. I can be able to be inspired to be to do better because a lot of people don't understand their worth. Dy, you were put on here to do something, well, not just to sit back and do nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean, is, man, brother. I I hear you. And and first and first, you talk about being humbled. I am I'm amazingly humbled to hear you talk about the track that way. And thank you sincerely. Thank you for for saying those things. And and from your mouth to God's ear that that people will listen to this, um, hopefully share it on their social media accounts, um, you know, do, you know, pass the word around. Cause like I said, and I, I was being hundred percent sincere in terms of when I first um, did the track and I let people hear it, they were like, yo, people need to hear this song. So I hope people share the song and put it out there. Um, you know, we, we did a video for the song and the video is incredibly powerful. Um, you know, the shout out to, to Daryl King out of Philly, who's the, the director of the video. Um, he did an amazing job. Like it, it's out there on YouTube. And and I hope people watch it because, you know, as they say, a, a picture's worth a thousand words. And he did an amazing job on the video. Um, so it's, you know, it's like you said, though. Um, and, and, just just as an aside, you picked one of my favorite songs. It's like, you know, Man in the Mirror. That is an amazing hey, song. Man. That is an amazing song. Um, you know, but it's it's one of those sort of things where hopefully we can all make a difference. I mean, you know, I I quietly ask myself that periodically, like, yo, when when you're gone. Will you be able to, or will anyone be able to point to a difference that you made? Um, you know, um, what, what's that movie that they play around Christmas time? Um, the, the Jimmy Stewart movie, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it's that sort of thing. Like, um, and I, I would hope, cause, cause see, that's what I think is different. Like when we were growing up, you aspired to to be something to make a difference, whether it was a fireman or, or a police officer or a lawyer or whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't really hear those conversations anymore. Like, nah. you know, asking kids like, "Well, what do you want to be when you grow up?" Um, you know, I asked honestly, my my daughter when she was very young, I asked her, "Well, what do you want to be?" When you grow up, she said, "Rich." <laughs> I was like, yeah. "Okay." Um, yeah. Are you gonna get there was, though? 
What do you yeah, do? exactly. I was like, you how do? you gonna get there? Like, you know, um, it it was a great, honest answer on a couple of levels. And it did open the door for us to have conversations about substance and like, you know, focusing on being good at something and, and the money yeah. will come. But uh, the it also showed me that things were different. Like kids aren't the same anymore and people no. aren't the same anymore. I mean, no. the back in the day, because like, I let's just be blunt. I didn't grow up with a lot of money, right? Um, I, I had a wonderful, amazing family and they taught me values and they taught me integrity and they taught me the importance of hard work, but they didn't leave me a trust fund. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, you know, but we dealt with things and we, we learned things and we, there was humanity, um, you know, a, a portion of my upbringing, in fact, a large portion of my upbringing, and I'm not ashamed to say this, was, was in the projects, right? And so it's, it's really interesting to me that, you know, I started out there, I, I do have a bunch of friends who are millionaires now, but I'm not gonna lie to you. And, and, and with all due respect to the millionaires and, and a lot of them are great people and, and right. they earn their own money. And so I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from them, but I'm not gonna kid you. Some of the best people I ever met were like folks that I knew in the projects, like, you know, they were the, some of the best people. They didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but you know, when push came to shove, they were gonna have you back. Um, it takes a village. I grew does. up in that. I was there. I was that yeah. guy in California. Yeah. I know. We See, didn't have dinner one night. Neighbors got me. Vice versa. You know what I mean? Kids, kids needed to get home or do whatever, have whatever. They got yep. us like we had them. That's how yep. it worked. You you had that one lady in the in the in the community or in the building, she's watching like thirty kids and stuff. Um, or like and see, this is gonna be really telling. This is gonna be really tell. I remember as a little little kid, um, you know, my grandmother taking me to a rent party. Yeah. Rent party was, yeah. you know, somebody couldn't pay their rent, so the community got together, they threw a party, and that was how like you know the the beneficiary of that party was gonna be able to pay her rent. Come on, um, that's real. A lot of dude, people don't uh, understand that, man. That no. that's real. That's not like uh, what do you call it? What's the thing they got going on now? Where it's uh, you know, you got the uh, people can go send you money or whatever the case may be. It's oh, it, like those GoFundMe things, yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I mean, and and look, I'm 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 a big fan of social activism. I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, it, we're talking about realistically the the Choose Life song is is in its way social activism. Um, I'm trying to help people via the song. We've partnered up with the um, Advocacy Recovery Network and the, you know a big chunk of the proceeds are gonna go there. Right. So that is social advocacy. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm a big fan of it. But to your point, because I'm 100% in agreement with you, we, we sort of lost something. We, we've lost something that that personal connection here um, that you know, the rent party was personal. You see what I'm saying? You Very. went to that person's house and you threw a few dollars in in the plate at the door so that they could make some money. Or, you know, out in California, um, y'all have y'all version of it out there, but it's, you know, the, it's community. 
And it, it does take a village. It, it really does. It takes yep. a village um, because nobody knows everything. Nobody has everything. Um, nobody is capable of doing everything. So, you know, that and, and see to me, to me, that's that's one of the things that, that music has been really, really good about because it pulls people together. Yep. Like, you know, um, I may not know you. I may not like your, your politics or I may not like your your skin color, but we can connect over. We like a song. We both mm -hmm. like the same track or quite frankly, we might even connect over both disliking the same there you go there you, you know go but that's it's, right but it's it's something that forms a connection that we can build off of uh and that's i think that's important i really do because at the end of the day what's gonna happen when people no longer connect like you know like i said i i grew up for in large part i was a military brat but when i was home in new york it was in the projects um and and I'm not gonna kid you, I've seen some scary things, right? Some some things that you know probably no one should ever have to see. Yeah. But you want to know one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen? And this was in a suburban supermarket. Two girls, thankfully not my daughters this time, but two girls walking down the aisle, right? Texting. Yeah. And they were texting each other. I was like, oh my God. Um, cause and it was the funniest thing. Yeah. You know, you're watching, and then one of them would chuckle, the other one would chuckle, and you know, you sort of looking like something strange here, and it takes yeah, you kind of a, a second weird to figure way to communicate out when you're right there. They weird. were texting back and forth to each other, and I was like, mm -hmm. this is terrifying. And and I really was afraid because I was like, this is the direction that we're going in. Yeah. Um, you know. Like, and I'm embarrassed to admit this, but it is 100% true. I've been in my own house, right? And my daughter's, you know, in her room and so on and so forth. And I'll text her as opposed to, like, you know, back in the oh, day. Oh, man, come on, man. We've done that, man. Yeah, I, just, I get it. Like, I get you know, it. Hey, hey, D.Y., would you rather have that? Or would you rather go backwards and be like, depending on like where you were in your household with, with your folks or whatever, you know, would you rather have those moments where, you know, one of your parents was like, hey, can you come in and change the channel? <laughs> you know that happened, man. You know oh, that yes, happened. Yes, it did. Yes, it did happen. Absolutely. Um, You know what? You know what? <sighs> <laughs> It's like, <laughs> come on, D.Y., oh. you know this. You know this. Yo, it's you no, know how, true. man, for me, I was like, man, why I got to come all the way over there just to change a damn channel? I'm saying this all to myself. I'm not saying it to them. Yeah, nah, but nah, 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 nah. Even you if you came killed. in, listen, if you came in with bad energy, they going to make you wait. Hey, change the seven. All right, mm -hmm. hold on. Wait a minute. All right, change the five. All right, wait, 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 wait. Where are you going? Wait, Where wait, are you going? Wait. Where are you going? Nah, no bad energy, man. You had to came with good energy. Uh, <laughs> but you know what, though? You know what? Because that's so funny. That's so funny. Because that literally 
happened to me many a times. Um, I, I remember thinking that the remote control was the greatest invention hey, in, in, yes, in, sir. Human, in yes, human sir. history. Because <laughs> uh, yes, sir, my, my mom was pretty good about hey, um, go come on here and then and change that channel. I'm like, you know, but you know, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. As annoying as that was, um, and I'm not gonna kid you out. When you first said it, I was like, "Oh, I remember that." And I'm, I'm trying yeah. to think of how I'm gonna get my daughters to do that, just right, right, just for fun. Um, but the there was also that human connection, though. It brought you in the room that is with true. mama, grandmama, that is whatever. True. That's right. And you know, like some of the and and I admit I I'm I didn't appreciate it at the time, but some of the greatest, like, you know, pearls of wisdom that I've ever learned, you know, came during times like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, and, you know, it, it's so funny when, when you first said that, when you first said that, the thing that hit me, um, my mom called me in the room one time to, to do something like that. I don't, I don't think it was change the TV, but it was it was sort of like, hey, come come get this and take it in the kitchen type of mm -hmm. thing, you know? Um, and it led to a conversation. You ever had one of those conversations that really changes the course of your life? It, it doesn't oh, yeah. seem like it yeah. at the moment, but yeah. it, you know, in retrospect, it turns into one of those conversations. Yeah. I remember going in the room and you know the the show 60 minutes was on right 60 minutes was on and they were talking about child abuse right and so now let me be clear let me be clear not now or not ever was i an abused child okay mm -hmm. i was not all due respect to my mom you know god bless the dead i was never an abused child um but mama or not but um, that said, the way, you know, Picasso could paint or Mozart could compose, that's my mom with the belt. Oh, she, oh, she was a master with it. Right. right. And so, you know, and, and I, and, you know, I got spankings, I got beatings with the belt when I was a kid. I'm not oh, ashamed yeah. to say that. Yeah. Um, so when I walked in and I saw that thing on about child abuse, I was joking with my mom. I was joking. I was like, yo, ma, according to the show here, I, I think I was an abused child, right? Now this is, you know, this is in my, my early, maybe mid twenties, whatever. And I said, ma, you know, I, I think I was an abused child according to this show. And I was joking, 100%, I was joking. But my mom didn't laugh. She, you know, she sat back and she thought about it for a minute. And she said, well, you know what? I, I don't think you're an abused child. She was like, but even if you were, even if you were an abused child, she said, look at where you grew up. She's like, you've never been in any serious trouble. You've, uh, you know, she's like, you graduated from high school. You went to a good college. You went to law school. You went to business school. She's like, you have a good job, right? 
she was like, so by anybody's definition, she was like, by anybody's definition, forget just black people. She's like, by anybody's definition, right? You are a success story. She's like, so if you were an abused child, she's like, I don't think you were. She's like, but if you were an abused child, she's like, guess what? You know what? I did my job. She's like, I did my job. Because for the very for the majority of the time that I was growing up, my mom was a single mom, right? So she said, I did my job. And that honestly, I believe, changed so much of my opinions on life, but most especially about parenting. Right. Because that was the first time I had ever heard anyone refer to parenting as exactly what it is. It's a job. Okay. It's a job. Um, it's a job that hopefully you love, but it's a job. And like any other job, you can either do it well or you can do it poorly. That's true. And so, you know, and I'm so glad that she said it that way because it changed my perspective. It really did. It was like, and this was years before I had my own kids, Mm -hmm. but from that day forward, from that day forward, I've looked at parenting as a job that I was going to be successful at, or at at least I was going to do everything in my power to try to be successful at it. Right. Right. Um, There's obviously there are things outside of your control and whatever, whatever, but I made a pledge to myself that very day. I'm going to do everything in my control to try and be a good parent. I'm going to try and be, you know, and and no disrespect to my dad, um, no disrespect to my dad because he and I got closer when I got older. Um, so, but I, I did used to say, I want to be a better father than the father that I had, right? Um, and you know, according to his age and stage and time and so on and so forth, he was probably a better father to me than the father that he had because you know it was a different time and different generation, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But, but either way, um, so like that was one of those pivotal conversations about being, about doing my job as a father. Um, now it's, while that is such a serious topic and, and believe me, I would never advocate any child ever being abused. And again, I was not abused. I really was. I got plenty of spankings, Right. but let's be clear. My mom probably owes me a few spankings for things that she didn't find out about. So right. you know, let's let's be honest with that. Um, but you know, it's also led to some comical moments. It, it really has. Like when I first when I first bought my house, right? When I first first bought my house, and I remember this because it was so crazy. I first bought my house, I think the weekend, I think we closed on the house on maybe a Tuesday. Um that first weekend, you know, we had a, a barbecue for all of our friends and stuff. There, was, there wasn't even any furniture in the house, right? Yeah. We were sitting around and folding chairs and stuff inside the house and stuff. And um, my daughter's mom, one of her best friends was a social worker. And she came over to the house for the barbecue and stuff like that. Da, da, da. Just, again, years before I even had children. Mm-hmm. And so somehow, some way, Someone brings up, oh, well, you know, you guys bought this house and everything. Y'all must be thinking about having kids, whatever, whatever. Because, you know, we moved from the apartment in the city to the to the house in the suburbs, whatever. So 
So that started the whole kid conversation. And um, I must have told the, the story that I just told about the whole abuse thing. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, um, it's okay to discipline your children. Um, yeah. You know, again, I'm never advocating abusing your children, of but course. I do think it's a parent's job to discipline their children. Yep. So the lady said, she was like, yo, well, you know, if I ever see you spanking your children, you know, I'll report you to the, you know, whatever the child social agency is. Yeah. Dude, this is years before I had my own children. I was like, and but my response to her was, well, number one, I appreciate you, you know, trying to look out for my children, number one. Number two, I would never, ever allow you or anyone else to get into um, my parental role. Amen. So with that, I will kindly ask you to please leave my home right now. Yeah. So, and I'm dead serious, dead serious. I asked the lady, I was like, so please leave my house right now. So we won't ever have to worry about you ever having to report me. There you go. And so everybody, because it was probably like 20 people sitting around listening to this conversation. Everybody, you ever been in one of those situations where it's kind of like, I don't know whether I should laugh or not. <laughs> I know. Uh-oh. This is like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, you know, so <laughs> right. everybody, everybody was waiting to see. Well, I started smiling like, ha, ha, ha. I'm just kidding. But I was yeah. dead serious. I was like, leave now. Um, and so this was one of, you know, uh, my, my wife's best friends. Cause we, I think we had just gotten married or whatever. Um, and so she's sitting there looking at me like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just gonna have to take this one on the chin later on. Yeah, but yeah, she yeah, got to go exactly. now. Right. Right. Um, and so I was like, no, I'm dead serious. She got to go right now. And it was funny because the lady was the the lady was had just gotten engaged or something. So I was like to her fiance, I'm like, listen, I know I'm putting you in a difficult spot, dude. I'm really sorry about this, but you can stay if you want. Mm-hmm. But she got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so the lady left. I mean, they they left. Um, and it, I, I regret how that happened. I don't regret what I did um, because. It was a matter of principle. Yeah, like I wasn't letting her or anyone else um, undercut my parental responsibilities as far Agreed. as I saw. Um, and again, this was years before I even had kids. But yeah. um, but I, I regret it because it it ended up costing them their friendship. Um, but I mean, that's how seriously I think everyone should take it. If if you're lucky, if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, and you have to you have to respect the 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 energy that that's I mean you just bought a new home too, so you know I don't care if it's like a future conversation about something that might happen ten years from now, if it's not good energy in your opinion at that particular time you gotta you gotta protect your house. Well, period. I'm, well, I agree with that one hundred percent in any way, shape, or form. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, but I also think, you know what? Here, here's what it really comes down to. Um, I think it's unfortunate. I really do. I think it's unfortunate that we live in a world 
where, and this, this kind of goes back to social media in a way, right. but maybe in a bigger thing, where everyone is feels entitled to have an opinion on your life when they don't have to bear the consequences of it. Right. So, you know, like, and this is just my personal opinion, my, my own personal opinion, and, and, and no disrespect to anyone who, who has a different opinion. But I believe if I'm going to have an opinion and somehow or another assert my opinion into your situation, then I should also bear some of the consequences of that opinion. That's true. For, for example, if I'm going to tell you how to raise your kid, then I need to be prepared to be there. Like if that, if that, God forbid, the consequences go bad. If right. I tell you, don't spank your child, and I mean, God forbid, right? Because I would never hope bad things on anyone. Um, but let's say if I'm telling you, oh, no, you can't spank your child. You can't discipline your child. Okay. Well, when your child grows up with no discipline and, you know, let's, I'm making this up, but um, uh, goes out and gets arrested for something, well, then I should be there to help pay for the legal fees yeah, and, yeah. and post bail yeah. and do X, Y, and Z. See, because, but that's not the way the world works. See, people have opinions and then if you follow those opinions and bad things happen, come on, you said it. Those same people that had all those opinions, they know where to be found to deal yeah. with the consequences. It's just like relationships, man. Like you post your stuff up. I don't, I don't want your opinion about my relationships. Just don't, just don't, just don't. Those are some things you need to stay out of, not just common courtesy, but just the way of life. Like, I don't want you to trample over anything. Even if you ask me about something, you know what? At the end of the day, you're going to go your path. I'm not going to give you any advice on some things. I'm not even going to tell you what I would do for this reason. Because if you do, if I do that, then you're going to emulate that. And it don't work. You're going to come bring that back on me. And it's going to be a problem. But that's why people need to stay out of people's business. Well, you know, <laughs> you, you know some, of the, some of the best advice I got when I was younger on, on, the, on the relationship tip yeah was from an older dude right and he said and i don't remember whether we were talking about social media or not or just life in general but it applies to social media very definitely he said the best way to keep people out your business is don't tell them your business there you go just there you go that's it's just that simple that's don't it. tell them because see if you don't tell them your business it's harder for them to get into it that's well, it see but that's exactly what social media is not. You're yeah. going out of your way to tell everybody your business. Yeah. And it's like all and, of it. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong. I'm, again, I want to be clear because I can see the DMs now. You know, he hates social media. So let's cancel him and teach him a lesson. No, I don't hate social media. What I do, what I'm what I'm advocating and what I think you're advocating is listen, um, I think we're both saying that people should understand that number one, social media can be destructive. It's not always destructive. Oh it's yeah, not. no doubt. Um, there's a, a whole bunch of good that comes from social media without question. Um, you know, 
the, the access to information, the, the ability to connect with people around the world, the, yep. the ability to connect with like-minded souls in a global way, yep. um, as long as it's positive and it brings good energy with it, all of that is wonderful. Um, we, I think you and I are both only talking about the bad things that can exactly. come from social media oh, and, yeah. how, and how to manage or try and avoid the bad that comes. Yeah, it can be you know, a blessing and a curse, but also it can absolutely. be uh, addictive as well. So you got to make sure okay. you time manage yourself to the point where, you know, you don't live through social media. You just want to add on to it. And a lot of people fail to realize that. And we can, we you know, we can tell a whole bunch of stories about the stuff we see and why it is where it is or whatnot. Like, man, come on, you already know. But oh, I will say this as as we get ready to close it down, because I feel like I could talk to you for hours and hours about Same everything. Here, you know what I mean? But um now I know you mentioned social media as well. Mm -hmm. So uh where where are you at social media wise? What's your handles? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, well, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's scary that all of those are out there like that, but um yeah, uh, like on the screen right there, it's um, DY McDaniel 16 at Instagram, DY McDaniel 16 at TikTok, um, DY McDaniel 16.com um, for the website. Uh, so, um, same thing for uh, Facebook and so on and so forth. So, uh, you can check it out. Um, you can follow me on all of those things. Uh, the song is available at, uh, it's on Apple Music, on, it's on Spotify, it's, it's at, um, uh, you know, YouTube Music. All of, all of your places that you would normally stream things, the song is there. And again, the proceeds or a big chunk of the proceeds will go to the Advocate Recovery Network, which um, they do great suicide prevention work. And they, they have the call-in lines and they have the professionals who are there to, to help people through these difficult times. And so again, um, shout out to the folks over at um, Double Exposure um, Media because they helped put this together. And it, it was such a great idea because God willing, the song will go viral. Oh yeah, um, no but, doubt. You know, God willing. Um, but even, you know, beyond that, the, the, the sharing of the proceeds with them so that, because they have the resources to really go out there and help more people so that that was just such a great idea um so you know shout out again to angelo lsb and and um kevin, kevin goins um yep. so you know the so the songs out there um please also though please and and you know this is a, a personal request please folks go check out the videos that we did we did two videos on it um we, we did the, the normal, you know, Choose Life video. And so you can either go on YouTube, you can go to DY McDaniel 16. That's like my personal page. And the videos are there. It's probably the fastest and easiest way to get to the videos. Um, so there's the, the, the normal video, I guess, or the, the adult version video. And then we did a second child video. Um, and that that child video uh, is the the video that we're using, um, and various educational institutions have 
have looked at it and really saw value in it. And so they're, they're um, working it into their curriculums. Um, we're, we're trying to work it out and hopefully we'll be able to get it incorporated into um, the CARES program. Um, cool. Like, you know, uh, Susan Taylor from S formerly of Essence Magazine, yeah. she runs the CARES program. So we're trying to get it incorporated into there. Um, and anyone, anyone, because, you know, this is at the end of the day, we, we want to help people with, with this track and with the videos and stuff. Um, we want people to share the video. And if Absolutely. you have an organization that you think can can help or can utilize the video, reach out to us. Um, it's free. We're not we're not charging people for it. We just want people to see it. And we're trying to genuinely help people through, you know, deal with the pain that they're going through, especially the kids. And oh, yeah. and, and I, I do have a, a as a, again, as a father, um, I have a, obviously a personal sensitivity because kids should not be killing themselves. Suicide should not be the leading cause of death for anyone, Agreed. but most especially not kids. Um, and and that's black kids, white kids, everybody's kids. Everybody. That's, yeah, that's you know that that's a horrifying and a terrifying number. So yep. Um. So with that, and I'm sorry, that was a long answer, but I had to put that personal plea. No, on, that's on that's that's perfect. Dymcdaniel16.com is the website. I'll make sure that I put it on my website on nextlegacy.com as well. Um, Please, you know, blast you. out all social media things. I bought the single twice. I, I suggest everybody to go do the same. It's love, man. And not only that, you're giving back. I believe yes. in paying it forward. I believe having moments like this, we pan it forward. We're letting somebody else know that it's important mm -hmm. for them to look at themselves and take care of themselves too. So, you know, pay it oh, forward is, is 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 why we here, man. It's what we do. It's what Absolutely. We do. Um, what and we do. you know what? I'll be the first one to admit it. So, I, and I think we started this way so we can end it this way. So many people have, I've been blessed to, to be around and know so many people that have helped me in, in my journey. So this is just an opportunity to hopefully help some other people yeah. in their journeys. So if, if that's paying it forward, because I've never been clear on whether it's paying it forward or giving back, but either way, whatever it is, um, if we can, I guess it is paying it forward. Thank you. You finally cleared that up for me. It's hey, it's, but it's two truths at that too. Um, we are giving back. But paying it forward means you got something forward to look forward to. You know what I mean? Like I, like I kind of tend to use it that like way because sometimes you know, paying <laughs> when you pay somebody back, what are we doing? Are we going backwards or are we going forward? What, what are we doing right now? So good point. Good point. So you know what? We're, we're paying it forward, and you know what? We're helping people, man. Because I, I have never ever met a person, and I don't care who they are. And I, I've known some really, really successful people, some really, really wealthy people. But if they're being honest, no one has ever done it all by themselves. Nah, never. It's No, never. it's not possible. So, you know, everybody help or everybody gets help from somebody. Everybody needs help from somebody. And as long as we remember that, then we can put ourselves in, in both positions. Number one. It makes it okay to ask for help. That's right. And it makes it okay to give help. There you go. Um, and so, you know, that's that's that community. Like, you know, it it, it really does take a village. It, it really does. So, yeah. you know, I, people dude, help people. I, yeah. Damn, what a concept. 
I know, right? <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? So, man, yo, we're, we're living in some funny times. We, we really hey, are. Hey, I but mean, you know what? If we shed this kind of light towards others, I feel like the more we do that, the more we can inspire other people to get out of their collective shells and, so. and, and get back to what matters. And I think this is this is the kind of dialogue we have. D.Y., yeah. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate you having um, I, me. I, I had fun. Oh, I feel man. like we could talk more. So we got to have a part two on this because no. there's so Let much more, know. man. I could throw out there, and you're gonna, you and I are gonna have some kind of conversation about. But part oh. two, man, we got to do that coming soon. So listen, let me know. Let me know when you want to do it. I'm telling you right now, I'm in. So I appreciate that. I appreciate.